Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Beer Show here live on Score North and online. We are at scorenorth.com. It's Reavers alongside of Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Welcome back, sir. How you doing, Reavers? I am excellent. You're a lot better than your voice is doing right now. I so. went down to Florida to play some golf and came back with a killer, killer cold. You know what? This is God punishing you for taking two beer shows off in a row. Is that what it That's is? That's what he's doing oh, right well, now. I'm going to take next week off, too, so FYI. So this is kind of a cool uh, special edition of the Beer Show for a number of reasons. Uh, number one because you know Thursday nights are just special. But we're going to start out with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for our weekly beer run, and it's going to be kind of a running theme throughout this entire show tonight. Uh, we'll welcome in Tom right now from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And if you're unfamiliar and you've been listening to this show for five-plus, nearly six years now, shame on you. Uh, Elevated has the best two bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks. And they're in uh, South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street, and Tom is here this evening. Hello, Tom. How you doing? I am excellent, and uh, I've been kind of jacked about this particular episode of the Beer Show. We teased really? it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and I, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, to have our friends from 612 on this week. Yeah, for sure. We've known... Uh so we've been around and 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 been familiar and friendly with uh, Robert for a long time, and uh, always fun to have him back. Robert Kasich from Six One Two. Robert, welcome back, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's uh, let's start off here. You guys were featured in the Growler magazine. How long ago was that? Was that a month ago? Maybe even longer than that. Just a month ago. Yep. Yeah, exactly a month, month ago. Yeah. And. I honestly thought that the, the 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 way that you guys not only presented the information about and and you change any word you want that comes out of my mouth, but almost the the, the reinvention of the brand of six one two and kind of the explanation that that went into everything. I thought was it was refreshing, it was honest, and I really tip my cap to you guys for uh, for how. Um, for how opening that you guys were with all a lot of the information in regards to your brewery, in regards to your branding, and just with with the style and and what you guys want to become, I thought that was really cool. Thanks, I appreciate it. It was a uh, uh, it was a good it was a good article. It was a good time to be able to tell a story in an open forum mm-hmm. um, and just literally talk about what it's like to start a brewery um, and grow a brewery and the ups and downs that come with. Uh, business ownership. All right. So for those that may have not uh, had the chance to read the article, um, I'm going to hammer you now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what do you think? Because you guys have been around how long now? How many years now? So it's six years. Six so, years. Yeah. When the when the article came out, it was um, basically a, a six-year anniversary article. All um, right. It was, it was celebrating Congratulations. That. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> six years is a long time. Yes. Yeah. So what went wrong, in your opinion? It, not, not that... Not that you guys haven't been successful because you have, but what what went wrong in your opinion, or what would you do six years ago today that you didn't know? That, or what would you change six years ago today? Sure. Well, you know, and, and to and to preface it, what went wrong? You know, a lot of things were going right, and customers were coming in the door, yep. and we were making beer, and we were uh, basically trying to get off the ground immediately in February of 2013, and. Starting a business um, is is difficult, as as many small business owners know. Uh, and what we were trying to do is is 
craft beers and uh, make the best that we could and ultimately uh, sell them to, to, to the guests who are coming through. Yeah, and Robert, I mean, tell, talk a little bit about this time period because, I mean, this was a different world. It was the Wild West, right? 2013, I mean, it's... It was the Wild West, <laughs> yeah, it was. In beer, I mean, we, we went from, was 30, 40, 50 to 200... No, well, to that point in time, you know, I remember when we opened up our doors in Northeast Minneapolis, we were the uh, third tap room to open up in the city of Minneapolis, right? It was, you guys were the third? It was crazy. (laughs) Wow. Right? And uh, is there a Brewers Guild number like 13 or something or what? (laughs) Well, here's the deal. Everyone back then was a production brewery and no one really knew what tap rooms were. We were, we, we, along with Indeed and with Dangerous Man and at that time, Harriet Brewing, uh, we were the only ones to have tap rooms and tap rooms were a new thing and they were wickedly successful. Um, and to your point, Mike, it was the Wild West. Sure. You know, I remember when we opened up our doors, there were lines around the around the block to, yeah, to, you to can't get in. make enough beer. No, yeah. and and there were lines around the the block to get beer. People mm-hmm. were just in, enamored with what a tap room was because mm-hmm. Minnesota didn't know what it was and yeah. they didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. You know, we had uh, Mayor Ryback pouring beer. We had council members there pouring <laughs> beer. We had you know people from the Four Firkins showing up. To, that was to, our first live show. We yep. we were there for six one. Two day. Yep. And that uh, same year. And what, what was the mayor that didn't? Uh, Betsy. Betsy. Has? Betsy wouldn't she come on the show with us. She refused to drink. And like, <laughs> why even show up? If you're not gonna have a beer. Well, you know the funny thing about Betsy Hodges too is you know she had her um, her acceptance speech at the brewery too mm. when she won the mayoral. Wow. Um, she, you know she did the the acceptance party at the brewery. We had all the news outlets there. I mean breweries where tap rooms especially were just the coolest thing at the time. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Mike. We couldn't make enough beer, sure. and um, so you're saying quality issues arose from that potentially. Well, you know what? Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, for those who read the the article, yeah, um, we were cracking out beer as fast as we could, and we unfortunately didn't put the time and effort into ensuring the quality that should have went into it. Can I let you off the hook? <laughs> Here, here's why. Here's yeah. why. Um, you're you're being judged six years ago on today. Right. Today you're right. different. Right. Six years ago, no one was making great beer. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they just some people were, but some people were just trying to make any beer they could to right. grab the market share. Right. And it's easy to look back and say, "Wow, we should have made better beer six years ago." Well, you didn't have a choice. You were cranking out as much beer as you possibly could. You know, um, that's that's this is one of the toughest parts about the the story that we have and this is one of the toughest parts about the article that we that we put out there and frankly there's still a lot of people who read the article and, and have commented on the growlers website and commented on our facebook site who still say no nah, no nah, you know screw you guys you guys are terrible people for for making terrible beer and and we, we hear that a lot like you know our brewer has gotten personal facebook messages saying you know terrible things to say like that's crazy. Like like he's kicked their dog. Yeah. Um, Take me inside of the mind of that person because I'm curious. Is it is it a? I can tell you that. I can tell you exactly what they're thinking. So uh, let me let me try to take a stab at it. Is it is it a? I really liked this indie rock band and now they grew up and became commercially successful and I don't want to listen to them anymore. Or is it? I really trusted you guys. You guys were my brewery, and and then you did me wrong. What 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 is it? Yeah, it's it's more the the latter. It's um. It's how 
how dare you put out a product that's not good? And I can understand that too. I can mm-hmm. understand that mentality from people because they they put their dollars down on the table. Right? They put their dollars down on the table to buy a beer that, frankly, wasn't always the best. But six years ago, do you think people even knew that it wasn't the best? Sure. Yeah. Do you? I, I do. I do. I think there's a whole bunch of people who drank your beer and said, this is the best beer I've ever had. Yeah, th- th- there was those people. But the, uh, conversely... We made really good beer back in the day too, and I don't want to. I don't want to put the blanket statement out that that six one two has made terrible beer for the first year. No, we made really good beer, but the issues that plagued us were inconsistencies. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and what it was was when we have four tanks, and that's all we had was four tanks. Yeah. And when we have a tap room full of people, and we we have two choices, right? To to serve water, to, to him, right? <laughs> to to serve what we have in the tanks. Mm. Or serve nothing and close our doors. Yeah. Um, we, we were faced with those th- those struggles as business owners. And when we've got payroll to pay and we've got loans to pay back and we've got rent to pay, um, we we sat around going, "What's what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we do? And, um, and, and I said this in the article, and, and frankly, shame on us. Shame on us for not putting out better beer, right? And shame on us because we should have done better. And, and we knew... That that it was um, that it was questionable, um, but we had to move on to fill the next tank because if we didn't empty that tank and refill it with better beer, you know what do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert from Six One Two Breweries here, the guest on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and uh, we will talk about uh, the upcoming tastings and things of that nature. But I want to get back to something, Robert. I remember you being on this show a couple of years ago, and well, it would have been before U.S. Bank Stadium opened up. And and you guys, I think, were the first Minneapolis brewery to be selected, and correct That's me right. if I'm wrong, to, You're right. to, have their, to have your beer at U.S. Bank Stadium, which is right. a huge honor. And I remember you told us, like, it's going to take basically all we can do to just, yeah, to just meet that demand. And I remember you told me that, and you had legitimate concern in your voice at that time. And, and to me, that really stuck out and why I had such respect for um, for your comments and this article that came out in the Growler Mag. And listen, I, I think anyone that genuinely understands how this industry works, and Mike and I are just kind of outsiders looking in at times, but to be able to get this second opportunity, to be able to get this uh, uh, time, that, that doesn't happen. Because typically what what is the case is, whether it's you guys or name your other brewery, if it goes south, you end up just closing your doors. That's absolutely right, too. And you know, one of the things that didn't get articulated well in the article, and perhaps we didn't speak to it properly, but what's important to know is that, yeah, we made mistakes in the first year, year and a half, um, while we were trying to get our feet um, solid on the ground. Mm-hmm. But we made corrections relatively quickly, too. Mm-hmm. We understood the issues that we had, and we made steps to correct it. We, we immediately started putting in new processes. We immediately started purchasing new equipment, um, new quality controls, and whatnot. So this isn't like, oh, 612 has been making bad beer or no, inconsistent right, beer for exactly. six years. Yep. This was, we admit, 612 made inconsistent beer for 18 months of our infancy, and we've made new corrections ever since then. Since 2014, since we launched in our in our in the can products, you know, when we had our beers first at Elevated, you know, these were the quality beers that we were putting out. Now, you still have people who say, "No, I had a bad beer in March of 2013 from 612, <laughs> and I'm never going to have it again." <laughs> right. And you know what? You know, we can chuckle about it. 
but that that's a mentality that a lot of people have, and it's not a wrong mentality. And I can understand them too because they feel like they got burnt. They feel like they had a bad experience. And let's be honest, there's a lot of really good other beers out yeah, there too. Options. So so why would you go back to six one two? And why would you try the beer again? You know. And I can understand everyone who didn't try six one two again. And it's been an uphill climb for us after making really good, really consistent beer for the last four plus years Mm -hmm. making these beers to try and get that consumer back because there are so many good options. And that's what this article was. And that's what this conversation right now is too. It's about to articulate that we knew, we know that we made mistakes and what we've done is corrected the actions. It's kind of like if you have a leaky basement, okay? If you have a leaky basement, you're not going to continue to have a leaky basement for the next six years, right? You're going to go in, you're going to put gutters on your house, you're going to you fix the foundation, and you're going to fix the issue so you don't have a leaky basement. See, and, that's and the that's difference what we between did. you and me. I, I just move. <laughs> 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 but, I, but I completely get what you're saying. So what's the official, the, the official mantra? Is it you know a, a rebrand, or what are you guys officially dubbing it as at 612 you know i i definitely wouldn't say a rebrand because we're still 612 mm-hmm. you know this is still our home minneapolis is our home we we're, we're not shying away from the fact that we're 612 and we're proud to be too what it is is the launch of don't call it a comeback which was our double drop double ipa <laughs> was kind of a uh, a nod to the to what we've been doing right and and the whole point behind that was Listen, guys, try this beer, right? No. Don't call it a comeback. Sure. What's the next line? We've been here for years. Right. <laughs> and that's the point, too, is that people have slept on it and they've not tried it again. But what we're trying to say is it's not a comeback. We have This isn't a comeback sure. story. This isn't a rebranding story. This is a, you guys, we've made mistakes. We've corrected mistakes. Try it again. Oh, and by the way, you've owned up to that when a whole bunch of other breweries, ones that open yesterday we'll go through those first 18 months yeah, too because yeah. you can't avoid going through that right. you should even make some more fun of it and you should say making halfway cruddy beer since 2013 <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would be kind of funny but but mike i think we make really good beer I, now, and i do you too know? i know you do and, and you wouldn't be around well and that's right. the other thing too you know i after the article hit, and let me tell you guys, after the article hit, it was a great influx of really positive things we heard from a lot of people. You know, people saying on social media, you know what? I did write these guys off, and I'm going to try them again. Sure. And, and, yeah, and, we, and, and, and we made the impact that we wanted to. But there was a lot of vitriol on there, too. There was a lot of toxicity. There was a lot of venom that was, that was spitting on, on social media. And I deleted all of my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're gone. Because when you hear stuff that people still say, like, no you still make crappy beer or you, you you're, you've always been bad. And I, that, that, that hurts you because I know that we make good beer and I know it because we put the time and effort to well, it. Well, and when you're in an industry and in a business where self-promotion is, is a necessity, it's hard to ignore the noise. Yeah. I mean, so I completely get that part. I mean, I, I'm in a job and in a career where unfortunately I have to monitor that stuff. Yeah, that's, you, that's what I do here. Stuff, and yeah. so, yeah, you, you, you basically, you, for every 10 comments that are great about whether it's the show or you personally, you get one that's like, well, screw you. you know? <laughs> well, you know, one thing, Chris, I, I, I've always remembered was Devani's the, I probably shouldn't speak about non-sponsors, but, um, <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I love Devani's. <laughs> it's a great pizza joint, but if they want to send anything over. Yeah, yeah please. please. <laughs> Full pizza. I'll get white. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the, on their boxes, it used to be great. It, it, maybe they have it, maybe they don't anymore. But it said, if you like our pizza, tell your friends. 
if you don't like our pizza, tell, tell us. us. Yeah. Right? Great line. Because, well, and, and the thing about social media and the thing about keyboard warriors and the people who are, are in their, mm-hmm. uh, in their uh, apartments writing things on social media, those are the loudest voices that seem to carry the most weight. And you can have 5% of the public hate 612, but those 5% of the public are the loudest loudest voices. And it's the people who come to 612 or buy a six-pack from Elevated that really love the beer, but you know what they do? They just drink it and enjoy it, and they don't talk about it, right? Because Mm -hmm. we don't... We don't just sit around going like, oh, man, I love this stuff. This is a great stuff, right? <laughs> Instead, there's fodder. And, and we, we, we speak about fodder, about terrible experiences. For example, there's a restaurant in the West End who's been getting terrible social media, right? And, you know, who knows if, if people have ever even tried the food at that West End restaurant. I've never been to that restaurant, and I hate it. See? And, 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 <laughs> because I've read so much crap about it. And that's exactly the point, too. And think of the vitriol that happens through social media when someone spins a negative story, and people make an assumption, and they create an idea in their brain that that restaurant's terrible, or that brewery makes terrible beers, yet they've never tried it. Yeah, but you got to remember, those people might never have tried it anyways. Fair play. So you have to just say, at least they're talking about you. <laughs> so so we're not going to call it a comeback, but right now we got new beers coming out from well, 612. We do. And, you know, our 2019 lineup to that point is almost completely different from what people even saw in 2018. It's, it's 100% different from what they saw in 2017. I hate to interrupt your thought, but can we step aside for a quick moment? Because I do want to talk about your that. new beers. That's, yeah. you know, that's the radio guy. Me, I got to, I got to you know, <laughs> respond to the clock. That's what I do here. So our buddy Robert from 612 Brewery is here in studio, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirit. See, I added the S, Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Beer Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. To the beer show here on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, and I have to cut off LL Cool J because I can't remember if he swears in the first minute or so of this particular song. But uh, we're talking comebacks, and uh, we're talking to our friends from 612 Brewery, courtesy of Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits. And speaking of that comeback, uh, we're going to have two tastings this weekend, like we do every single beer show uh, this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis location at Hiawatha and 42nd, and Saturday, 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake store at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And we teased this going into the uh, going into the break um, in the previous segment, but we're talking new beers too, Tom. What are you most excited for yeah. this new 612? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a whole new lineup coming out this year. Um, we got all of the beers for you at the tasting as well as the 12 packs of the, the kind of the flagship, the unrated, and then the variety or the multi-pack. Uh, which is a great way to just try everything. Uh, if you can't decide, grab that. Plus, you get the uh, the the cool fourth beer, which is interesting to me. I'd like I'd like to try the the new saison, uh, which you can't get anywhere else. Cool, that is very cool. So, Robert, I'm I'm curious as we're talking kind of you know new beers and new exciting beers and and new things for you guys um, at six one two. Because we were talking about this during the break, and I and I want to reemphasize, I've been to your tap room probably 7 million times. And I do remember the very first time I was going to meet a friend for a drink, and this would have been about 2013-ish, maybe 2014. And I I remember we met there. The line was down and around. I'm like, 
I'm not waiting this long to get a table, but but she made me wait, and, and we still had a great time. But for me, yeah, there. You were talking about the consistency thing, but every time I've went, I, I've always had a great time at your place, and I've I've never once said, "Well, I didn't like that beer at all." So I I totally get the 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 passion behind what you're saying, but what I don't get is the people that are the the, the loud, obnoxious ones that are just going to continue to harp on that thing because I think that's completely unfair. Well, you know, and to your point. It's not like we made bad beer every time that it came out exactly. of the tanks. You know, yep. we the inconsistencies came from rushing beers to get out to the consumers, mm-hmm. and uh, again, that's a product of you know the the limited amount of tank space we had, the maximum amount of people who were trying to drink the beer, and the time that we shaved off to try and get beers out, and that becomes a problem. Sure. And um, within the first year, we 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 doubled our our tank capacity. And by doing that, allowed us to <laughs> take the time that we needed to, to to craft the proper beers, right? And to make sure that when the guests came to the tap room, that they had a great experience. That's cool. So, right. you know, so you're not alone by saying that every time you came to the brewery, you had a great experience mm-hmm. because I hear that from a lot of people as well. Because you guys have a beautiful facility. You're Thank in you. a great location. And uh, and I know that this is going to be good for you guys. So let's talk new beers. Yeah, uh, so I want to hear, hear about be, the lineup. It's going to be Mike Fratelloni's favorite beer, the 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 new, the seasonal. Robert, tell him about the, the selfie beer. So I already, we, love, we, it. We, I already <laughs> love it. So for those who have been to the tap room, uh, in our lobby, there's a giant, City sign. It's a it's a giant illuminated uh, sign that just says city. And for those who have been to the tap room, um, you probably took in a selfie mm-hmm. next to it. Mm-hmm. And and that if you check our Instagram and you and you check where six one two brew as the location, you'll see a lot of people taking selfies next to this city sign. And so we see it literally every day. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we named our most recent seasonal. City Sign Selfie <laughs> Citrus Pale Ale. And what we did is we, we, we made a really cool pale ale, and we added Blood Orange and Meyer Lemon, making it this really citrusy, uh, really nice, fruity pale ale, low alcohol. Um, we added uh, uh, you know the, the fruit in there to give it that citrus note, and it's just a really nice spring crushable beer. I do love it. I, I would like one to get rid of my voice right now. So with the listening <laughs> yeah, audience. I I, I'm going to stop talking. Think no. of all the vitamin C. <laughs> That's really cool. So, um, And I'm wondering, too, because, you know, it's it's hard to believe, but yes, we are, are officially into spring. As you guys are going through this, this, this phase of, of the brewery now, Trying to keep up with not only you know the the concentration on on the new beers, but you also have to. It's the seasons changing, which means you got to plan ahead. So does does that part of it become even more tricky with what you guys are intending to do at six one two, or really not so much? Well, you know, every brewery has their um, their calendar planned out uh, over a year in advance. Sure. Um, so we know, you know, in August of the previous year, what we're going to be putting out in August of the, the future year. Um, but it's really, you know, it's really concentrated on what the season brings, what the, the drinkers are drinking, um, because for the most part, I like to drink dark beer, right? But guests typically don't like to drink dark beer in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be putting out a dark beer seasonal in June. So we, we're, we're very conscious about what consumers are drinking, what guests are, are looking for. And so we, we craft our, 
our lineup to emulate what people are drinking at that time. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what else are we going to be featuring, by the way? I, I forgot to mention this at the tasting. Are, are, are we going to see the new the Citra? City Sign Selfie. City Sign Selfie Citra IPA. Will that be uh, it's there, there for the for the people? Yeah, we're super we're super stoked about City Sign Selfie. Um, we, you know, God, he says it like he's I know. practiced a little bit, right? <laughs> and I haven't stepped on my words either. Too. Right. You know, we, we we try and encourage guests who are at the tap room drinking it to actually go out and take a selfie with it by the city sign. It's just a fun beer, right? And it's a fun thing to um, to drink, and it's just a great beer too. Four point nine percent. You know, um, it's uh, Mandarina Bavaria hops in there too. You're getting, you Perfect. know, you're getting that nice aroma from the hops too. The nice aroma from the citrus. It's it's just a fun beer. That's nice. Um, and you were mentioning something off the air too about uh, the the twelve. Packs that you can that are featured at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. So yeah, to Tom's point, we've got both the multi pack, which has our flagship unrated, has our uh, flagship IPA, and our brand new flagship Mill City Pills that came out in January. Along with that uh, multi pack exclusive, uh, which is called Shoreline Saison, you can only find that at the tap room and in the multi pack. All really delicious, crushable beers, as well as our new 12 packs of Unrated, which has been our flagship Rye IPA since we opened up our doors. Um, cool part about that flagship uh, Unrated Rye IPA 12 pack is that there is a little hidden secret inside the 12 pack. Cool. Um, I would suggest if you buy one, you open it up and pay attention <laughs> to what's in that uh, that 12 pack. That's very cool. Don't just rip it open when you get home, Chris. Pay attention to what's in it. Right. Throw the beers everywhere. So I want to switch over to you, uh, Tom, from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You okay. Because you and Ryan, uh, your partner and, and, and partners of this show for the last uh, half decade, you guys were the ones that made me aware of this article to begin with. So as a as a, a retail outlet that, that sells 612 Brewery, what was the first thing that came to mind, and, uh, and, and what was your reaction after reading that? Well, it just, for me, it was like, wow, I'm glad, you know, the... General public didn't know how little I knew you know, when we started out. You know, mm-hmm. just like you get into something, and 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 of course we did our our, our due diligence. You tasted and, it. And, you and, had it. No, 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 I'm talking about our business in general. Sure. Our business. Yeah. Where we're where we're like, okay, we thought we knew sure. everything we needed to know. And then <laughs> Six we started, years later, you know way more. And yeah, yeah. And then we started doing business. We're like, oh, this is mm-hmm. what we needed. <laughs> so I'm I'm familiar kind of with that pivot. Um, but, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it is refreshing to see an ownership of, of, of mistakes that maybe you made. And, and I think it's important to kind of put the information out there that, Hey, you know, we've turned the corner. It's been this way for a while, but maybe you haven't been back and you should try it again. I don't want to put Robert on the spot for this, but I can put you because sure. you don't own a brewery. Yeah. What percentage of breweries that open do you think dumped uh, some beer, or what percentage do you think said we got to bottle this because that if we dump that beer, I don't make this next payment. Yeah, you know I don't see as much of that. I would say you know almost every brewery has that batch. Sure. Certainly the new you know newer uh, set that's come over the last five six years. Uh, everybody has that, and I've heard stories of of tiered <laughs> tears uh, over spilled beer. Um, certainly, uh, but yeah, and then we've had beer come in that isn't the best sure. and, and, you know, we do a, a really good job. Jim in, in Minneapolis is kind of our point man about that, where he's, you know, consistently, uh, going through what's new, what's coming out, tasting these things.
things, making sure the quality is right for our store. And, and, uh, so, you know, we've learned a little bit about that. Whereas when we started, it was just, Hey, anything, come on sure, in, bring it come in. on in, yeah. let's go. We'll take uh, you know, and then you go, well, it's hard to, to put this in and recommend something on your shelf Absolutely. when it, when it's not, you know, something that you necessarily believe in. So we kind of moved, uh, uh, into a, a more of a curation and, and we're able to kind of, you know, put our emphasis behind all the products that we, that we carry. You know, I, I'd like to speak about that too. You know, Elevated has sold a lot of our products over the past, you know, four and a half years that we've been uh, mm-hmm. on the shelves there and a lot of volume of products too. And the people who shop at Elevated are smart consumers. Mm-hmm. They have a breadth of really good craft beer, always available, always rotating, Yet 612 still sells really well at Elevated, which means that smart consumers are still buying 612. So it's not an outlier who's just trying a a 612 six pack, uh, you know, uh, off the shelf. These are people who are making their consistently buying. That's what I'm saying. They're making their decisions based on their buying habits and and based on quality. And Elevated has quality beers, and they don't put you know, poor quality beers on the shelf because what Tom's saying is, you know, people try them at the, at the store and they say, you know, maybe this isn't going to pass mustard. We're not going to put it. We're not going to buy this beer from you. And so I think that speaks volumes to what Elevated does and, and, and their quality controls too. And so that's what we're talking about. You know, we've been putting out good quality beers to the consumers for a very long time. And that's shown through our velocity and through the sales that we've had at Elevated. I think that speaks. And I will uh, take Mike's point and kind of expand upon it and take it a little bit further in that, you know, there's probably a lot of breweries that have gone through the same trials and tribulations that you guys have at 612, yet they're not going to be as open and honest about it and be as revealing as they were. And and, and not that they're trying to hide anything, but they're probably just saying to themselves... Oh, no, That's, they're probably trying to hide things, Chris. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, they were, or they were selling 700 barrels, so it didn't matter. But I mean, I know... You guys a, were selling 10,000. I know a brewery personally that, that went through something like this and... They really were trying to keep it as hush hush as possible, right? Because they knew that long term it wasn't going to be good for the bottom line. So that's again why I found it refreshing that the the honesty in that piece. Well, and again, it, it it's about to tell a story, right? Yep. It's a, to tell a story about starting up a business, right? And not everyone knows exactly the the points A, B, and C when they're opening up a, a business. We didn't have any investors. It's just the three of us doing this. And we had no guidance. We had no roadmap to do this. Yeah. And so we did the best that we could uh, in, in the first couple of years to try and make payroll, to try and pay rent, and to try and get beer out the door. Uh, and there was learning curves throughout the way. And it, it, the, the people who still come back and say, no, you should have done better. You, you've made mistakes. I'll never give you a chance. I look to them and say, like, have you never ma- made mistakes in your life? Right. <laughs> Join the club. Have, right. Have, have you never, you know, broken up with a girlfriend because it didn't work out? Or have you never lost a job because of something that just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone makes mistakes, yep. but people are so quick to point the finger at someone else rather than look to say, we all make mistakes. Well, I think that's just in general an indictment on society in 2019, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you see it whether you're talking whatever, politics, religion, it doesn't matter, sports. 
Um, you just you just see that where it, I think a lot of us are self aware enough. Idiot! I can't believe you like that quarterback. Just <laughs> quit calling in. Oh wait, you're not my wife. <laughs> but so anybody flashbacks. can write that. Anybody can write that. No one would say that to your face. Right. No one would say. No, that to your absolutely face. not. And, and that's the thing too is you know people behind social media are so uh, so quick to make judgments and so sure. quick to to pile on. Um, but again, the, the reason behind the article is I get it. I get people are quick to pile on. All we're asking, try it again. You know, and I'm curious, do you think that you guys would have, quote-unquote, made it without your taproom and, 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 and the success of your taproom? Because I was curious. That was the first thing I thought of after reading that article because you guys, to me personally, have the best taproom in Minneapolis. Thank you. Thank based you. upon the location and the, Appreciate that. The, the, the vibe, the atmosphere, it's, it's what I think of when I think of my neighborhood pub. So, and I don't know if that's good or if that's bad or if that's an indictment of, of, of in any way, but do you guys think that, that you'd be in this spot now, good or bad, without that spot? Well, I, you know, the, the first couple of years were, were definitely a benefit to the boom of how many people were coming to the yep. taproom because it was so new, so it was so unique. Um, but there's good and bad, right? Again, it, it, was, it was great because we had so many people in the door, but it was bad because we're like, oh my gosh. We have to. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, and 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 that was a real that was a real problem that we had. Sure. Are you guys good on time? Can I take another quick break? I know you're good, Michael. Going you're just not going to keep talking. <laughs> uh, don't forget two tastings this weekend with Six One Two Brewery at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Come check out Six One Two and do it for free at the uh, South Minneapolis location from five to seven p.m. That would be tomorrow at Forty Second and Hiawatha. And if you're out and about Saturday, check out White Bear Lake's store at Highway Sixty One and Fourth Street in downtown White Bear Lake and come sample some really good beer from Six One Two Brewery. We're going to step aside for just a brief moment and be right back. You're listening to the beer. Show live on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Final segment of the beer show here on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's Reavers. It's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Our buddies from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits are here in studio. It's a hour-long beer run this week and because we are joined by our friends from 612 Brewery. Robert is here. So we're, we've been talking a lot about you guys specifically, but I wanted to bring in this email that I got uh, from Chris that I thought you guys would enjoy. So he's like, hey, boys, I absolutely love the show. So I, I'm i referencing the time that you guys were mentioning Diesel, Mike, when we had this guy. I think, I can't remember if Tom was here or yeah. who was here, but we were talking about sure. people that call a Budweiser a Diesel. Yeah. And I don't know why that came up, but it just came up. And so he said, I live in Phoenix now, but I used to live in Little Canada. And my brother, he was living with his brother-in-law. I'm setting this up without going into too much detail. He was living with his sister, brother-in-law, and their kids And when he was just out of college. I would go and buy two to three cases of Pfeiffer returnable bottles from a liquor store in Little Canada on Lakeshore <laughs> Avenue, just east of Rice. One of the first weeks, it was my turn. So he operated every other week. It was his brother-in-law's turn, and then it was his turn. So that was his rent. Pfeiffer. Was, was he was buying Pfeiffer beer. <laughs> Here's the best part about this. So one of the first weeks that it was my turn, I walked in there with two cases of empties. The guy behind the counter takes the empties, goes back in or go, goes in back to get me 
two new cold cases, he told me, quote, you know, there's only one other guy I keep this crap cold for, <laughs> and now you're buying it too. <laughs> I laugh and describe my brother-in-law and ask, is that the guy that you keep it cold for? <laughs> yep, it was him. He laughs and told me that I need to get my brother-in-law to upgrade his taste. If I remember right, it was about $5 a case after oh. the empties were credited. Little did I know that it was such crappy beer, but hell, I was 22 years old back then. I didn't know any better. God, I love that story. Oh, the guy man. goes, yeah, I only keep this crap cold for one other guy. <laughs> <laughs> but there's got to be not not necessarily a lot of stories like that. Oh, but no, I just, no, we do that. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not exactly like that, but like, I mean, I got, I got certain products that we keep for certain, certain customers, yeah. you know, what, it may what, not be what is one, your, but uh, cheapest beer at Elevated. <sighs> I mean, do you, well, Pfeiffer. You know, we, 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 like, we have a little bit of like the like for like a six pack or a, uh, a case yeah. flat or whatever. Yeah, I think you don't have Cold Spring. You I don't think have... like the cheapest one right now is like the the Keystone fifteen packs. Oh my god, you're reminding me of Mankato State all over. Those are like is that more expensive than Natty Ice? Seven ninety nine or something, and okay. it's just it's like fifteen of them. That's we don't good. do like the thirty packs. You don't have the boxer thirty packs. See, that's exactly where I was going. We do. We have hams and, and special X thirty rocks, which are probably, but yeah, I'm that, that doing the math price, in my head. Yeah. I don't know, but same price per that can. one jumped out at me as a fifteen pack for seven ninety nine. But like, the, bring some yeah, of those be, in next show. We want to do it. We want to do some red dogs. Uh, <laughs> so we had. That'd be kind of fun. I remember when I was going to Mankato State. I still call it Mankato State. You're not going to get me to call it Minnesota State. It's just not going to happen. So shut up. Don't email yep, me. Yep. But I remember we would go into this just dingy old liquor store that was south of campus because it was the cheapest one. And there was the remember the thirty pack of Schmidt with the deer on it. Do you guys remember yeah, yeah, what? I'm, yeah, yeah. That's that was our jam. Nice. So you know, four of us would try to. Like a pheasant on there. Oh, God. <laughs> and nothing against Schmidt, you know, but it was just, it's that's what you did. That's just what you did back then. Some of those beers are horrible to drink now. Yeah. They're just hard to drink. Well, you especially. Know, and I dislike cheap beer. I like cheap beer. But, boy, you get gassy real quick. You, you do. And especially <laughs> if you're that age, you know, you're trying to impress the ladies at some point, you would sure. think, when you're going out when you're in college. But, oh, man. Well, and especially now when there are such great breweries. We were mentioning that earlier that. You're not going to survive if you're making that crap unless you're catering it to the 22-year-old kid from Little Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you that's know. hilarious. Uh, 612 is the guest. We had mentioned uh, two tastings this weekend, Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at South Minneapolis and Saturday 3 to 5 p.m. in White Bear Lake. Um, I'm curious, Tom. I'm going to shift back to you here a little bit. Now that we're officially in spring, oh my gosh, is this the is this the craziest time it's for the amazing. transition period, or, <laughs> or or what typically is for you guys? No, it's just kind of a uh, breath of you know relief, really. Here, um, it does Why? start to ramp up. Just Why is it a breath I, of relief? Well, it's just been such a bleeping. Oh, I'm sorry for the, from winter. the season standpoint. You're oh saying, oh my gosh, from, okay. yeah, just ice in my house, ice on the <laughs> store. He just Fratelloni's making all the money. Yep. <laughs> uh, we deserved so, it that one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it it it's a fun time. I like the dark beers too. I enjoy them, but I typically do drink them a lot more in winter, and I just. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready for, you know, citrus. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for crisp. I'm ready for, you know, drinkable or crushable. Uh, 
beers and it's exciting to kind of get in that mode get outside get the t-shirt on get the grill on mm-hmm. uh, so that's exciting so we ramp up for that for sure uh, we're kind of done with our slow season but I still think it's it's fall is kind of the craziest like transition I had to work late yesterday and I didn't get home t- until just before sunset and my neighbor had the grill out Oh, that's perfect. And I could smell it. I'm like, and I looked at him as he was already cleaning it. He'd already eaten. And he kind of gives me the grin. I'm oh, like, yeah. I looked at him and said, you bastard. <laughs> I, I grill. I had to shovel off my deck to get my grill out of the snowbank when I did it the other day. I was oh. like, I just want this heat feeling the sun yeah. banging on me. So speaking of getting outside and doing things. Yes. And, what and, a brilliant transition, yeah. Tom. You know what I'm saying? There's things to do outside in Northeast. I don't know if Robert knows anything like that. Please take it away, sir. Yeah, well, uh, as, as many people know, in May, coming up pretty soon, uh, the third weekend of May is Art World in all of Northeast Minneapolis, and we are having our seventh uh, Art World party um, on the, the weekend of the 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, where we've got live music, uh, local artists, bunch of beer. You can even get a tattoo while you're there. Uh, Art World is our favorite time, so we encourage people to make their plans and make sure that 612 is on their plans for Art World this year. So I know that this is a huge event for for Northeast Minneapolis, and I it's, it's massive. And I, I'm wondering too: is, is this where like every all businesses just say this is our grand old day? This is this is our this is our event because people come in droves. Well, it is, you know. Uh, so NEMA is the host of um, of Art World. It's the Northeast Minneapolis Art Association. They put on the largest open studio tour in America. Wow! Which means that there are more open studios open through that weekend than anywhere else in America during that time. So you can come through Northeast. You can visit uh, studios, look at fine art, look at uh, um, you know Not approachable so fine art. art. Yeah, <laughs> approachable art. He's um, looking for a word. Yeah, we, we, we say approachable. <laughs> But you you know we also consider you know making beer art too. So you come to the tap room, you can look at the artists that we have there. You can get art put on your body. I've got um, three tattoos that I've got at six one two over the past couple of years. Awesome. Um, you can get a tattoo while you're there. You can drink some beers. Uh, it's just a, a great time to be in spring in Northeast Minneapolis. Well, and we're kind of simpatico with our. We got you get. Uh, we got we both have the Terman That's right. uh, murals. They yep. got a really cool mural in there. And as you know, we have murals in both of our mm-hmm. stores from a local artist named Adam Terman. So that reminded me of that. And Yeah, art, art's a big part of 612, and we really embrace Art World um, and, and showcasing local artists, uh, local craftsmen. Um, you know, bands are art, too. So, yeah. you know, come... Check out a free show, uh, drink some great beer, um, buy some art. Well, it's a cool thing, kind of the aesthetic and and feel of Northeast, too, right? It really is. You know, there's a there's a free trolley that goes around all of Northeast. You can jump on a trolley. You can hit all of the, oh, the, cool. the, the cool studios. It's that, very, know. very, very busy. It's, it's it, awesome. I mean, there. I think the numbers we hear, Mike, are like in the 30s to 40,000 yep. people. Oh, my God. Food trucks are everywhere yep. outside of buildings. It's really cool. Yep. It is, you know, it's really the biggest time for Northeast. Minneapolis, and thanks to, to Nima for for hosting this for the last twenty five years. It's just amazing. We had a pretty sweet block party in Carver. Like six <laughs> of us showed up. And Ice cream social. Hello. One, one guy didn't know he was there. Uh, uh, got you should get a tattoo. What, what tattoo no, would you get? No, that won't happen. I have a pa- I have a pact with the bride. Did you see mine? What? Oh, wow. It's breaking news. Doesn't oh get any God. better than that. Whoa, whoa. Got that when I was seventeen. <laughs> 
Is that a target? <laughs> oh, no, it's a sun. I, Did you not see it? I, I was making a joke, a very bad every joke, time a I very go to the tasteless doctor, so joke. So I have a sun on my stomach. It's oh, really stupid. That's and beautiful. every time I go to the doctor, the inside is red like the sun, and they said, oh, is, that, is that infected? I'm like, no, it's a tattoo, it's red. Sure, it should be infected, but... Yeah, not the brightest tattoo. You know what you are? You're a mystery wrapped in an enigma, yeah, Mike Fratelloni. Right? Thank you. Okay. I'm going to get you one. No, I, 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 I'm, so I, I made a pact with the, with the bride. Uh, I, I, I've never had the desire to get one, and she like the twins at one point stupid. did. I don't know why. I've just never had the, never had the desire to get one. At, well, at 612 this year, we've got a henna artist who's going to be doing henna oh, yeah. during Art of World. So what's that? It. What's henna? So it's a temporary tattoo, oh. Indian style. Yeah, it's Indian style henna tattoos, temporary tattoos. They last for about two weeks. So if you're non-committal, you know, try one of those. Sure. Yeah, the Mike Tyson thing on his face. Oh, that'd, that'd be, cool. be sick. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. Oh, look at that guy. Got the Tyson tattoo. Uh, so tattoo for radio. Exactly. <laughs> I have the face for radio, so that would be a perfect match. All right. So we have mentioned this a couple of times. Uh, don't call it a comeback, but six one two is back uh, and better than ever. Uh, and we we mentioned at the beginning of the show a pretty cool article. Uh, kind of talking about not only the history, but some of the issues that face 612. And, and that's why Robert uh, came in studio and gave us an hour of his time to do this show, which uh, which we... and it, it, is, is the article still available? Are we encouraging people to go check it out well, via the Growler Mag? Too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's it's on uh, online uh, on our Facebook page. It's at thegrowlermagazine.com. Um, yeah, t- take a look. Um, you know, it's it's just a good story. It's it's good. It's a good read, and to really understand what the trials and tribulations of a small brewery starting up in you know in 2013 looks like. You know, and let me ask you this: and and do you think had this had you guys opened in 2019 instead of 2013, do you think six years from now we'd be sitting here doing this show? You know, I, I don't think so. And, and the landscape of breweries have changed. Yep. And the way breweries open up have changed. You know, the way we opened up our brewery uh, 2013 was bootstrapped. You know, I, I cashed up my 401ks. My, my business partner is the same, too. We we built the brewery by our uh, by ourselves with our own hands. And I don't think that, that you see many breweries open up like that. I think there's a lot of investment that goes behind it because it's uh, people see it as a lucrative business and they mm-hmm. don't understand the, the inner workings behind it. And so you see a lot of investment. You see multi-million dollar opening breweries come through. Um, I, I think that the, the, the investments and the infrastructure that gets put in place into new breweries that open up are, are much bigger and more expansive than they were you know, six years ago and even beyond that. That's cool. Um, so again, this weekend, come check it out and uh, visit both locations if you've got time at, at Elevated in South Minneapolis and in Wiper Lake. Robert, thanks for coming in, man. We really appreciate that. I appreciate that. it. Thank you very much. You got it. And uh, you guys are all over social media at Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits. Aren't you, Tom? Elevated BWS or Elevated WBL. Check us out on your favorite Snaptogram. <laughs> Wow. You sounded like my dad. (laughs) So old. Anyway, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. Michael, thank you so much for your time. Rivers, you're the best. Please repair that voice before you're on the show again. Sorry. I love you. Anyway, if you missed any portion of the program, please go online, check out the podcast. You can find it via the beer show page online at scorenorth.com. For Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, my name is Chris Rivers. We will chat with you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers.